What's up, everybody? Welcome to the seventh episode of Grand Slam Fantasy Sports Podcast, where the bases are always loaded, and we will give you the advice for your fantasy teams to knock it out of the park. My name is Tyler Sainting, and on tonight's episode, we will be discussing some ads and drops for this week. We will be taking our positional deep dive into the starting pitcher position. As always, we will look at some prospects coming into the league that may help your team in the future. In our favorite segment, the Money in the Bank segment, we will look over our predictions that we made last week, and we will have brand spanking new predictions for you for this week. As always, I am joined by my two co-hosts, Brandon Duff and Nick Frazier. Fellas, we've made it to July. How are we doing? Doing well. As we were just talking about uh, off air, the uh, offense is picking up just in time for our starting pitcher show. We have to talk yep. about how the pitching's down. <laughs> but um, yep. I actually love it. I love it. It's good for fantasy. I was, uh, yeah, man. I was watching a few of the games. I was uh, on the way home from work, actually, at a long drive. And uh, while I was in the bathroom, see, I, I kind of just threw the Milwaukee game on. Because it was on, and uh, the club scored nine, or not nine, seven runs in the first inning. And then just over the course of the game, Milwaukee just stormed back. It was it was great. And then my Braves had a 20-run game. Everybody's hitting double dongs. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. It, it's been fun. Wild, some wild games happening lately. DeGrom is human. Looking like that tonight. That's a, yeah, it's happening. It's happening tonight, right now, at least for the moment. I know this weekend uh, there's going to be some fireworks, but it looks like the MLB got started uh, yesterday with fireworks. Just <laughs> ballparks across the country, just like you said, uh, multiple home run games, double digit scoring. Which I agree, Brandon. It's fun as a fantasy uh, player to when when your off offenses are just starting to go crazy. Crazy, you yeah. know, and, and the point totals go up. It's fun. It's fun stuff. I have to say, I didn't, uh, I didn't get any of those big games yesterday, but it is fun. It's fun to watch, yeah. especially if you play DFS too. I saw some yeah. people post their scores from last night, and they were insane. Insane. Uh. <laughs> they're coming. They're coming. July. July is usually another month where the bats stay hot, just like the temperature. Yeah. Brandon, you want to uh, get us started? We have a lot of news and notes this week. Yeah, we got quite a few injuries to talk about here. Um, we'll start off with the hitters. Ronald Acuna was scratched from Thursday's lineup with back tightness. Um, I just read about that before I came on, so I'm not really sure what his uh, outlook is going forward. I know we had the same thing happen to him early. It was either earlier in the week or last week. So I would just uh, keep your eye on the news for tomorrow, see if he's going to be ready for the game tomorrow. Um, Yo Moncada was removed from today's game against the Twins with a bruised right hand. More news should be available for before tomorrow's game. Chris Bryant was held out of the Cubs for the last two games with side soreness. After the day off today, he should be ready to go tomorrow. Trey Turner was removed from Wednesday's game with a jammed left middle finger. Juan Soto was also removed from Wednesday's game with a cramp in his left leg. I saw that Soto was back in the lineup tonight. Turner was not. So you have to look for more news on that injury tomorrow. Uh, Avisail Garcia is dealing with soreness in his left hamstring. He's available off the bench tonight. 
Ketel Marte was placed on the 10-day IL Monday with a hamstring strain. No timetable yet for his return. Brian Dahlbach has been out for the last two games due to hamstring tightness. Um, he was not used tonight, but Cora did say that he would be available as a pinch hitter. Bobby? No, yeah, Bobby D's. I think he said Brian. But I it's did. Brian I did say Brian. So I was gonna, I was like, wait, Brian Dahlbach? Oh, Bring him back to old Red Sox. <laughs> Came out of retirement. I know, right? Jeez. All right. Anthony Rizzo. He uh, said Wednesday that his back tightness was improving. He hopes to be back in the lineup uh, after missing a few days. Nico Horner could return to the Cubs lineup this weekend after dealing with a hamstring injury. Mike Yastrzemski will be in the Giants lineup tonight. Um, he's been out since Monday with bruising in his right shin. Jose Yurkidi. Yer- I always get this dude's name wrong. Yurkidi. Do you guys know how to say his name? I just say Urquidy. Urquidy. All right. Jose Urquidy was placed on a 10-day IL, diagnosed with shoulder discomfort. His MRI showed some inflammation, but nothing concerning. He's eligible to come off the IL on July 10th. Sonny Gray is set to return Friday against the Cubs. Um, He might be on a pitch count. He only went three innings in his rehab start on Saturday. Chris Sale threw live BP Wednesday. Um, By all accounts, he looked great. He hit 96. Reports were that he was like sitting between 94 and 95. Um, they said the most encouraging sign was his improved command. He is expected to throw another live BP next week before starting his rehab assignment. And last on the list here, Zach Eflin. He was scratched from Thursday's start with congestion and body aches. He tested negative for COVID-19 and they have him set to start Saturday. What do you guys think of when you hear congestion of body aches? Isn't that just a cold? Uh, allergies. He's sick or something. Or, well, body aches, maybe just. He's got the flu. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I just thought that was funny. Congestion yeah. and body aches. <clears throat> just not ready to pitch today. Yeah. You know, like not feeling well, needed needed a, d- a day off. Kind of like, you know. Kind of like Blake Snell or whatever, you know. Yeah. He's got a little whatever it was. What was you guys it, see Bundy the other day? Oh yeah. That was brutal. Oh, the heat. I guess yeah. I guess it was super hot in New York. I know it was hot over yeah. here too, but yeah, it's been humid in the northeast. Yeah. It's uh, no it's pretty bad. That injury list, it was it was long, but overall there wasn't really any major injuries. No major, nothing long term. Like other than I would imagine I would imagine Cattell Marte is yeah. Yeah. Down for some time. Oh, he, he's really... on the list like every other week. We're reading about him. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He he's on the IL a lot, but yeah, we don't know when he'll be back. But besides that, it's a lot of just like the wear and tear of of the season, which which is good. You know, a lot of these guys hopefully come back soon. And yeah, like know, the... that last stretch into the into the uh, postseason here. What's uh, you know the more healthy players we have, the better. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we getting down, getting down and dirty. Let's do it. Has and drops, Nick. You want me to go first here, or uh, I guess uh, I'll I'll go first. I'll right, go go first. ahead. Who, who we had? So uh, this week, well, I don't know. Now I might have to change it because the Braves seem to be finding this stroke. But um, gonna go with a pitcher on the Marlins. Just another one. Another uh, another one they just 
pull out of nowhere, out of the like right off the grapevine. Um, Zach Thompson for the Miami Marlins. He's set to start. Well, now Saturday. I think uh, something got pushed back uh, today. But <clears throat> you're supposed to start tomorrow. He's starting uh, this Saturday against the Braves. But uh, the past few starts, it's a very small sample size, so it might be more of a speculative ad. Keep him on your watch list type thing. But he's got a 150 ERA, uh, one whip right on the right on the money, 25 to six K to walk ratio in 18 innings. He's only lit up three runs altogether uh, in his 18 innings that he's pitched, and there might be something here. I mean, Miami just kind of churns out. Pitches all the time, it seems. You know, anybody can look like a horse. They just got a stable of all, stable of pitchers up and down their ranks. And I think he's just another one. And, I mean, who knows? He can go out there and get lit up. But jump on him now. If you have a spot, some guy, like you said, the injuries, they're still kind of high right now. And, uh you know, people are struggling. So take a shot on him. It might be that uh, X factor. What do you what do you guys think of him? Uh yeah, I I he's pitched well for me the few games I had him. Um yeah. Yeah, so I I think I'm I'm not sure if I read he either started using his cutter a lot more this year or he added his cutter this year. But either way, I, I think from what I've read that's helped him a lot. Um yeah, he's a big dude, six seven, two thirty. This big boy. Like you said, Miami, uh, yeah, they keep churning them out. Alcantara, Pablo Lopez. Um, they have a bunch of other like young pitchers coming up still. So their farm uh, system's loaded with pitching, right? I yeah, agree. yeah. They have Sixto who hasn't really gotten it done so far, but he's uh still definitely a top prospect. Yeah. But I'm with you on Thompson. I would add him. Yeah. Uh Adding on to, I know you mentioned the Braves. He is at the Braves on Saturday. He did pitch against the Braves this year on June 12th, and he, he did pretty well. He only gave up four hits and got six strikeouts, pitched five innings. So he has seen the Atlanta lineup this year. We know Acuna is dealing with a back injury. So if he's out of the lineup, that will obviously help out as well. You don't have one of the premier hitters in the league to be facing. And it just seems like with every start, he, he's been getting better and better. His strikeout numbers have gone up. His last outing against the Nationals, he had 11 strikeouts. So he's hitting double-digit strikeouts. On the season, he has a 25 to 6 uh, K uh, per walk ratio. And, yeah, I'm I'm with you. I wouldn't be afraid to take a shot on this guy, even if it is at Atlanta, which is a tougher matchup. But the way he's been pitching, I, I, I say ride him right now. Go with him, you know. Take a shot on him. Yeah, I, I like it. The only thing I will say, though, is uh, I guess he's more of a fly ball pitcher. So uh, in a place like Miami, he could get away with uh, that kind of style, if you will. Atlanta is a little bit more uh, hitter friendly. So we'll see for sure this in this next start. But um, something to be wary of when uh, you're taking a shot on him. If you decide to stream or pick him up, if he's available, things of that nature. It's a good point. My ad for the week 
lately doesn't matter how big the ballpark is because this guy on the Boston Red Sox, Hunter Renfro, has just been hitting moonshots. So it doesn't matter if he's at Fenway, if he's at the biggest ballpark in, in the MLB. He's just connecting with some balls right now that are flying out. And Hunter Renfro is my ad over the month of June. He's batting 295. He has five home runs, 16 runs, and 20 RBIs. He's got a high RBI total. He's hitting usually fifth or sixth in the Red Sox lineup, right in the middle of that lineup, uh, which is great because the Red Sox have been scoring a bunch of runs per game lately. And beginning of the season, he was a little bit down. I think he was batting under 200. We really weren't sure about his playing time, what what they were going to do with him. He was more of like a a platoon bat, kind of only batting against lefties, which he's for his career. And even right now, he's fantastic against lefties. So if you do add this guy, get him in your lineup during lefties, definitely. Uh, But you can even get him in during righties now, because like I said, during the past month or two, This guy has just been producing in the middle of that Red Sox lineup. And looking at some other data, he just barrels the ball up. He's 84th percentile in the league in barrel percentage, 94th uh, percentile max exit velo. And it looks like uh, from now until the end of the season, he's going to be the Red Sox everyday right fielder. Defense doesn't matter in fantasy, but he is also having a great defensive year for the Sox which means they want to keep him out in right field as long as possible. It seems like this guy, you know, this is the first time a, a team's kind of given him every day playing time and he's making the most of it. So um, my ad is Hunter Renfro this week. What do you guys think? Yeah, I actually just, I think you said at the beginning of June till now he's been on fire. Like mm-hmm. you go back to May 1st. May, yeah, he last two months. You're right. Yeah, he's 306. He's got a 554 slugging. 13 doubles, 11 home runs. Um, he does strike. He, he strikes out quite a bit, but he also walks a decent amount too. So he kind of evens that out. Um, I think he he had a few years where he had over 30 home runs, didn't he? Could have swore he did. Uh, maybe in San Diego. Talking about his playing time. I th- yeah, I thought he had some pretty decent years earlier he, in his career. He did do a little bit better with San Diego. I just remember last year with the Rays, like he didn't, and that's, that's, more of maybe a testament for the Rays of they just didn't give him that playing time that he needed. You know, they kind of just threw him only against left-handed batters. And that's tough sometimes, you know, if you're only getting in once every two or three games, depending on how many lefties your team's facing. So, Right. And, that's you know, the- yeah, the more – the less you get exposed to him, like you're not going to get better, mm-hmm. I would say. So if he's only been exposed to left-handed pitchers, I mean, obviously he matches left-handed left-handed pitching but if he doesn't get exposed to right-handers that frequent like in teams like san diego or tampa bay then how are you going to get better at it you know what i mean right and it seems here he's he's not really struggling that badly i don't even think he's struggling against right-handers this year there there is a difference he still is hitting a lot better against lefties but uh, it's not like you need to bench this guy against righties is my point. Like he's hitting good enough against righties where not only for the Red Sox to play him every day, but you can stick him in your outfield spot on your fantasy teams every day too. It doesn't matter if he's facing a righty or a lefty. Mm-hmm. Anything else on Renfro, Nick? Uh, 
No, I mean, you pretty much, you guys covered it. I'm looking at his uh, Savant page right now. He's, uh, it, like, it's all red, minus, like, a few. Obviously, he's not that fast. Fast, no. but he's a and, and the thing too is he's he's a great defender, you yeah. know. He's yeah. he's like a Jackie Bradley, but who can actually you know maintain a good. Yeah, he's not he's not quite the defender Bradley. Yeah, was, but, but I uh, would I would rather have him. No, no offense to Jackie Bradley, but he's take, yeah. I would take his offense with his pretty uh, superb defensive ability. You know, yeah, I love that, that he uh, he can throw like 97 miles an hour to the plate from right yeah, field. He's, gonna, yeah, oh, he's yeah. got an arm. <laughs> yeah, and he ranks really high in outfield assists as well. He's like up there. I mean, since, since he's, he's first. He he's, first. Got, he's, he's got yeah, he's got great like overall stats, counting stats, especially being on the Sox. He's been at 272 on the year. He's got 12 homers. Um, in June, he's hitting 295, slashing 378, 505. I mean, five of his 12 homers are in June. So, looks like as it gets deeper into summer, he's going to be – he should be mashing even more, especially Fenway, man. Guys can – I mean, we've all we've all experienced it. It's a great, great place to hit. Yeah. He's hitting him out dead center, though, which is actually kind of a – far distance at Fenway. So that's what I'm saying. Like, it's almost like he's not, he's not hitting cheap home runs is what I'm saying. Like when he hits a home run, I think he hit one on the roof over the monster the other day. (laughs) Like he, he's just hitting uh, moonshots lately, which I love. Brandon, how about an ad for you this week? Who who are you adding? I'm going with a relief pitcher, Amir Garrett from the Cincinnati Reds. He's 24% owned in ESPN leagues. Um, Started off the season seems like it's a lot of the guys we talk about in this segment here started off the season very slow. Um, had a great 2020 came into this season and started walking guys like crazy. His strikeout numbers were way down. Uh, starting to turn that around in June this year. Um, he raised his K per nine up to 14 and a half. He dropped his walks to three, uh, three per nine. Uh, Sims, Lucas Sims is looking like he's going to be out for about three to four weeks. Uh, TJ Antone is also out for a while. He strains his forearm. Um, I think Amir Garrett will hold down the closer role for now. He's had three saves, I think, in the last two weeks. He's been getting most of the opportunities. Um, yeah, so I'd take a flyer on Garrett, see if he can pick up any saves for you, keep Kaying people the way he's been doing. What do you guys think? I agree. Um, beginning of the year, he was getting drafted as, as like a top 10 closer and he got off to a brutal start, got demoted on the reds. They ended up going with Lucas Sims, but now that like you just mentioned, Sims is hurt. Even if Antone comes back, it seems like his role for that team now for a long time has been like that bulk reliever guy. So it's almost as if I don't see Antone ever taking over that closer spot for them. So it looks like now that Garrett is getting the chances once again, by default, because they really don't have much else to go to with those injuries that he's making the most of his opportunities. Like you just said, he's, he seems like he figured it out and he's only 24% owned. So if you can go and scoop this guy up, it's almost like you're getting that top 10 closer potential at a discount right now. So I agree. This is a great ad this week. I agree. I mean, like you said, by default, 
They Sim seemed to be the guy. They would give him some multi-inning chances. He actually, before he got hurt, maybe it was the reason, but he was kind of uh, up and down in that position. They didn't really find a set guy. I'm, I'm sure we were all hoping it was Anton. And like you said, Garrett was drafted to be the guy. Um, and he struggled mightily, but over his last uh, 10 appearances, He's got a. Uh, he's only been scored on once. He's got two holes and three saves over that time. So it seems like he's uh, right of the shit ship. Part of my French. Sorry about that. Uh, and uh, I mean, he's he's got some pretty nice stuff. He's got a high K percentage, high whiff percentage. Uh, fastball velocities in the seventy first percentile. And uh, he's got great energy out there. If you watch him pitch, he's like, uh, uh, he just gets all fired up. You want that in the closer, too. Yeah, exactly. You need that energy. Yep. You get a, you get a, yeah. Well, I'd say a little more, you know, <laughs> a little more out there, a little more crazy. Yeah. But that, I guess, closes are, though. You got to have that mindset. <laughs> A lot of closes are wild men. Yeah. Yeah. I know what Red Sox fans, this is completely off topic, but I don't want to get into it much. We can go into our drops right after, but I'm starting to really like Matt Barnes this year. It seems like he's coming in and he's been that curveball that he's throwing this year. Oof, he's been getting the job done, but let's get the drops before we get way too off topic with the Red Sox. Uh, Brandon, you want to get started off with your drop today? Yeah, uh, I got another Cincinnati Red, actually. So we're adding one, and we're dropping one. All and right. <laughs> the drop is Tyler Naquin. Uh, he started off the year on fire, the exact opposite of Amir Garrett. Um, he's cooled off a lot since then. He's batting 192 this year versus lefty. This is an issue with him that's been over his whole career. He can't hit, le- can't hit lefties at all. He's batting 192. He's only got a 308 slugging versus lefties, one home run. Um, overall, the power that he was showing at the beginning of the season, I don't think is for real. It hasn't been over his career. He's a pretty average player. If you look at his numbers and I think he's going to turn back into that this season, I'm not sure they really have much to take over for him in the outfield. Like I know they have a Kino, but I think he's hurt again. Um, they have Shogo Akiyama, but he's not really going to platoon with him because he's another left-handed bat. So Naquin might keep his playing time, but. Personally, I don't think he's anything more than an average player. I would try finding somebody with a higher ceiling than him. Uh, how do you guys feel about Naquin? So Aquino is actually he, – he's okay to play. He's playing right now. So they do have Aquino. And then I didn't look, but uh, Senzel, is he out for a long time? He's out he, for a long time. I'm not sure I if think he's, he's out. Back. Yeah, I don't think he's going – well, if he did, he's not going back to very late this year. Okay, because if Senzel was healthy, I would say we wouldn't even be talking about Tyler Naquin at all because I feel like Senzel would just be their everyday outfielder. But you you kind of nailed it when you mentioned the word average. Um, when this guy was with the Indians, that's all I thought of him, nothing more. Like, I don't think of him as a fantasy asset. He, he really is just like your average player, the 250 hitter, you know, give you pop every once in a while. Uh, doesn't have a ton of upside in – I didn't even realize how bad he was against lefties, but it looks like if you have this guy, you can only play him against righties if you're looking for production. And 
it's not worth the headache, I think, of really rostering this guy just to play him against righties. So I'm totally okay with letting this guy loose off your team. So I'm with you on that, Brandon. Yeah, I think – I mean, yeah, I'm, I agree with you. I, I would – like you said, I'd find a guy with higher upside. Just seems to be another guy. And uh, everybody has their hot streaks, which I, th- I think he did earlier this season, right? He was kind of a thing for a little bit. Yeah, he, he was hitting for a lot of power at the beginning of the year. Yeah. But um, he's only been 252. And he hit, he's hitting for a lot of power. He's still only got like 12 home runs. And I, I think I was reading earlier, I think he's been hurt. He, he might have some kind of injury going on. And he doesn't seem to be getting as much playing time as he was, you know, when Senzel first went down. And it seemed for a while he's getting an everyday roll. And <clears throat> it looks like Cincinnati's kind of getting a little bit uh, a little bit crowded out there with uh, you know, with guys like Aquino and I like Aquino. It just seems like he hasn't been able to uh stay healthy yeah. and put it together yet. Yeah, I know. Isn't like he hasn't really shown anything either, but I imagine at this point, if they start fall, I think are they still kind of competing right now? Or I believe so. Idea? Reds, yeah, yeah, I believe so. I mean, they I'm just looking at the roster, thinking of their roster. Oh, and they got a they, they got a pretty dangerous lineup, they yeah, but they're, they're eight games out right now. Are they eight Ooh. games out? Yeah, no, wait, uh, no, Bray's been hurt for a while. There's, Castillo was awful to start the year. Their pitching hasn't really been good. Yeah, the Brew Crew are in first, I think, right? And then well, the Cardinals probably in behind them. It's the, the Brewers are ahead by six games on the next team. Who, who is Cubs. second, though? The Cardinals, the Cubs? Yep. Okay. Oh. Interesting. The Cardinals are actually falling pretty hard lately. Yeah. The lineup hasn't been as good as like you'd think. It yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nick, do you have another Cincinnati Red for your drop for us this week? I actually, wow, did you read my mind? Are you are you in my head? Wait, you really do? No, I was just throwing that out there. I I do. Uh, it's another guy who uh, he's just sucked all year. <laughs> Maybe this is why the Reds aren't competing for the Central right now. Yeah, if we're dropping all their players. Yeah, exactly. Not all of them, but. A decent amount of them. So I'm going to drop. Well, I'm looking to drop or move on from whatever. Somebody's willing to take him, trade him. I guess he's highly regarded because he's still about like 80% owned. ESPN leagues. Um, I don't see it. I don't know why. Uh, I guess he's got some decent counting stats, but. I'm going to drop in Eugenio or Eugenio Suarez. Guy's only bat 173 on the season. At this point, in ju- it's now July. Yeah, I would think you could uh, sort that out a little bit to at least get above 200. Uh, he's got 38 runs, 44 RBIs, 16 homers. So, I mean, he's, if you can say he's selling out for power. But um, his K percentage, he's, his whole Savant page is blue. He's in this, like, the 
seventh percentile in K percentage. Uh, his expected batting average is in the fourth percentile. The only thing he's got going for him is that he does barrel up the ball and his max exit velo. And he doesn't chase that many, but it's just he hasn't put it together and it doesn't seem like he's put, going to put it together. He hasn't had any significant time, like a little significant hot streak where you could say, all right, he's he's coming back around. It's just there's he's third base shortstop eligible. And I mean, you could have found you could find quite a few of those guys hanging around right now. He's just not doing it for you. And even in, in his last, he's not even, he's not starting tonight. So I, I don't know how his playing time has been. It seems like he's been sitting a little more often. And uh, even like his last uh, four starts, he's gone one for 12, nine Ks, three walks. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't see what it is about this guy that you're holding on to. I know he's done it in the past, but. I think it's time to move on. He's down the bottom of the list for guys I want hanging around on my team. Yeah, I'll I'll make it quick. I think that is a reason why he's still 87% on ESPN Fantasy Leagues. Just the past few years, he, he has put up uh, power numbers. The 16 home runs is good this year, but I'm with you. The 173 batting average and his K percentage being like the fourth percentile and you just mentioned he's sitting. He's been sitting the last two games, so he's kind of got benched two games in a row now. Like you said, his last four games, he's struck out like nine times. Uh, Sixteen home runs is good, but everything else is kind of killing your fantasy team with the strikeouts and, and too much. That's too much for me. So, and it's July first now. Is it really a slump, or is it just not having a good season at this point? Like we reached July, I don't know if he's going to come out of it, Brandon. Uh, if you Real if you look at his his you want to look at his batting average over the last 550 plate appearances he's batting basically 200 or below mm-hmm. because he batted 202 last year for 230 plate appearances and he's at 173 now over 320 so he hasn't hit good average wise for the last two seasons basically I know last season was short but yeah um yeah he he looks like uh, Chris Davis from the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, exactly. Actually, yeah, <laughs> he can hit the ball out, but I mean, I, I've always liked Suarez personally, but it's tough. He he has put up a lot. Like he's got the the counting stats, like Nick said. So he's got the home runs. He's got some RBIs. He, he walks too a decent amount, but um, I'd have to go the opposite way and say I'd hold him for now. I'm too much mm. of a Suarez fan personally. Okay, you'd hold him. All right. It's just the it's the name. I mean, I I also said I dropped Matt Chapman. And Matt Chapman oh. has gone off since then. So, well, maybe maybe me bringing up Eugenio. I don't know how to say his name. As a drop would spark him back into yeah yeah relevance. Hopefully, hopefully for the uh, Suarez owners. I don't. Yeah, you know I have I don't. I'm not looking at his numbers or anything like that, but someone else I think of who has a low batting average and strikes out a little bit uh, more often than what I would like is like a Kyle Seager. Would you take Kyle Seager or Suarez right now out of the two? 
I okay. That's I think I take Seeger. See, I'm gonna go. I go Suarez. I think. Really? Huh? I haven't paid attention much to Seeger. Um, He's batting. Maybe maybe should dig in a little. What's he batting? Two sixteen, I think, something like that. Two. Okay, so some pretty like thirty points better than Suarez right now, or forty. How many homers? How many homers he got? Seager. Yeah, he's the tw- uh, Seager's twenty first percentile in strikeout. So he does strike out, you know, kind of often as well. Seager has. Give me a sec. Yeah, he's got two. All right, so he's got two less. He's right around. He's got fourteen homers. Fourteen home runs, and he's batting two sixteen. Yeah, so it's kind of a toss up. I guess you can compare the both, but. I'm I'm not dropping Seager anytime soon, so I get I get what Brandon's saying. With the yeah, way. yeah, yeah. I guess yeah, but I could see Seager also has oh, 200 points in our league, and he seems to be doing like other than a four strikeout performance the other night. Looks like he's kind of doing good. He's not really slumping like Suarez is. He's 21st. Uh, I think we said Suarez was what fourth percentile. So yeah, he's striking, he's <laughs> yeah, he's striking out way he's more. Chris than Davis uh, without the <laughs> a 50 bombs so will get you 35. But yeah, he's yeah. Chris. My drop this week is a pitcher, the Kansas City Royals. His name is Mike Miner. Uh, earlier in the season, during like the month of May, he had uh, a couple good starts. He was kind of rolling. But as of late, particularly even in the whole month of June, this guy is trending in the wrong direction. His last two starts have been brutal. He's given up uh, – he pitched 10 innings. He's given up 14 earned runs. He only has three strikeouts, 18 hits. In the month of June, his ERA is 6.44. He's almost allowing two home runs per nine. So – this guy, he's more of a finesse pitcher. He doesn't throw the ball very hard. But in the month of June, he's throwing the ball, probably leaving it too much in the zone because no one's swinging and missing at his stuff right now. It looks like he's been getting hit really, really hard. I'm saying get him off your team. He's not a start every uh, time he's out there. He's more of a streamer candidate and even streaming. Be careful of who he's facing. If you have a team that really struggles against lefties, he is a veteran. He's 33. But I'm just I'm done with Mike Miner as an everyday pitcher in fantasy. Put him on the streamer uh, market. I agree. He's a streamer. Uh, he's been a, at a five ERA the last few years, five plus. Um, yeah. Pitch him against uh, teams that can't hit lefties, like you said. That's it for me. Yeah, same streamer. Pick any, pick anybody else up. Take a shot on whoever else. All right, let's uh, talk about some guys who have been pitching better than him this year. Because we're going to go right into our next segment, the uh, positional deep dive. We're going to look at some starting pitchers, Nick. As always, you are the list guy. Do you need uh, us to give you a minute here, or do you have the list ready to go? Oh, I, I got it ready to go. It's actually uh, – I got two different ones because uh, I'll try to go quick. So I'm just going to go through the overall points one, and then I'm going to just quickly go through, like, 
what they do per game points wise because it changes up just a little bit. So okay. overall points. So this one might be uh, we'll just kind of put this one A one B. Shohei Otani is number one. That doesn't count. Keep going. <laughs> okay. Now the real number one, Jacob yeah. Degrom. Number okay. two, Kevin Gosman. Number three, Woodruff. Number four, Zach Wheeler. Number five, J- not Jake Bauer. That's gross. Uh, Trevor Bauer. Number six, Garrett Cole. Number seven, Walker Bueller. Number eight, Freddie Peralta. Number nine, Max Scherzer. And number 10, you Darvish. Now, average per game. Number one, Jacob DeGrom. Number two, Carlos Rodon. Not even on the top 10 list. Number three, Kevin Gosman. Number four, Woodruff, Wheeler, Glass now is her, Scherzer, Cole, Bueller, Bauer. So the only thing different there is that Rodon is actually jumps way up, jumps way up to second in points per game. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, who stands out to you guys on this list? Who do you want to talk about? I'll go quick. Just my biggest takeaway of the 10 guys you listed on that first list, a lot of the same names uh, going into the season, high draft picks, top pitchers for the last few years. I mean, you can argue a little bit with Wheeler, like he's having a probably an above average season compared to what he usually is. But the, the one guy that really, really sticks out to me is that you wouldn't have guessed at the beginning of the season being in the top 10 is Freddie Peralta. Uh, he was a reliever with the Brewers the last few seasons. He had a very high K per nine, and they converted him to a starter. And if you took a chance on him in the later rounds, he has been rewarding you because clearly he's a top 10 pitcher in fantasy this season. He has a 12.6 K per nine. Very, very good. His ERA is low, a 2.17 ERA. This guy is filthy. He, he just – they gave him a chance as a starter. He has not disappointed his innings limit, though, is starting to get a little worrisome because obviously pitching out of the bullpen, he hasn't had um, the pitch a full season. So they might be careful with him down the stretch to be determined. But Freddie Prowl is my biggest takeaway. Nice. Brandon? Yeah. Um, I had to pick my dude, my main man, <laughs> Max Scherzer. Um, had a little bit of a down 2020, but. It's really no surprise, I think, in my opinion. He's back in the top 10 again. Um, he brought his walk rate back down. He was up over three per nine. He brought it back down to two. Um, yeah, I mean, what can you say? 214 ERA. He's got a 0.85 whip. Doesn't like guys on base. Um, gives up weak contact. Still KM people. He's doing his thing, man. He's just back into his rare form. So, uh, how long have you had Scherzer for, Brandon? Do you know? Um, In our keeper dynasty, yeah. So we, it was. We went to. I think we did two keepers and then three. I, I would say it's been five seasons, maybe. How long have we had the league? Like eight or nine? I don't know when I came in, uh, but it's been a been a long time. I've had Freddie Freeman the whole time, essentially. So. I don't know when it became a keeper league. Yeah, right. No, I've had, I, I'd say almost since it became a keeper league, I've had shares around my squad. So, yeah. 
Yeah, I know he is your guy. I mean, it's the it's the one thing I look forward to every time we play. <laughs> and it's like, oh, what shirts are gonna do against me now? Yeah. What's your takeaway, Nick? Who you got? Kevin Gosman, man. Uh dude, this guy's page is full of red. I I would never have seen this coming. You got you were saying you kind of listened to some of the nerds. <laughs> going through him or whatever, but just the, what I had seen from Gosman in the past, I was like, ah, oh, he's he's a streamer, you know. It's actually been quite a few times he was just sitting on the waiver wire over the years, but um, oh man, like I don't even know. I number two overall, I don't even know if I could believe it's gonna last, but I, I think it is. No, do you want me to tell you why? From everything I've seen. It's a splitter. The Giants are letting him use that splitter, and it's it's the most effective pitch in baseball. Yeah, it's the nastiest God. splitter in of all like not pitch. of all time, but nastiest na- pitch in the league right now is a yeah. The whiffs is the Kevin Gosman splitter. Oh my God, it's just crazy. Like everything, everything's just deep red. So deep red. So who's the idiot on the Braves pitching uh, coach? One of the pitching coaches. Oh, I don't know. It's like. Pitch. I, I don't know, but get his ass out of there. Yeah. I, dude, like if they had that last year, I don't know. Did they trade him away last year? Or did he did he make it all the way through the year with the Braves? I don't even know. Did he, did he get no, hurt? He, he was on San Fran last year. Oh, he was on San Fran last year? Yeah. Oh, so it was two years ago. Man, that 2020 season really messed me up. Did he? But yeah. he was hurt. He got hurt though, didn't he? When last year? Yeah. Or did he kill it last year too? He had a pretty decent year. I think he was like a three, four ERA or something like that. Oh, it was three, okay. six, right. three, six ERA. But he had a really good K per nine. He had a lot of strikeouts. Yeah. He had seventy nine Ks in fifty nine innings. I guess such a small sample size because of the sixty game season. Yeah. Kinda. And he has that sneaky season in uh at the end of 2019, when Atlanta traded him to Cincinnati, he played for Cincinnati for a while. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, man. I, whew. I just, I, he's like, cause he's even in our points league, he's two points behind DeGrom overall. And they probably pitched, I mean, I don't know. He hasn't been hurt, right? He hasn't like Brosnan? sat out. He hasn't sat out a few games or has he? No. No, nope. okay. but he, he just had his worst start of the season. His last, yeah, start. I, I, I noticed like uh, this start and maybe if two starts ago, yeah, it was a short outing, I guess. Like every pitcher, though, right now, every pitcher's yeah, yeah. having a rough outing, lately. yeah. But it Gosman's like even that, like the th- it's just stuck sandwiched in between like oh. 20 plus point starts. No, it's, it's crazy. Um, was didn't have like the lowest ERA. In the- <laughs> The past whatever many of years, but he's got a he's got a yeah. His whip is like below one too, so his his ERA is right down there as well. Not yeah, but I'm saying my point. What I was gonna make is Grom's probably the Cy Young right now. But I was saying if the Grom wasn't having such an incredible season, Gosman would be the clear cut number one in the National League. I think. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Who uh? Brandon, who do you see rising up who's not in the top 10 who could finish higher than where they're at right now? Yeah, so my riser, it's um, a guy who I had as my ad for episode number two. His name is Casey Mize, Detroit Tigers pitcher. Um, make it pretty quick. I, just, I like his, his 
pedigree, number one pick overall, first rounder. He's the Tigers let him go. I mean, the dude's had over his last 10 starts, he has two starts where he hasn't pitched over six innings. He has two out of his last three. He's gone over 100 pitches. They're letting him, they're just letting him do his thing. Um, he's dropped his ERA down to three, four, six. He started off the season pretty bad. He was up over five for a while. I mean, he pitched against some weak competition. I just think this is a guy, he's still learning how to pitch, but I think he's kind of coming into his own. So I could see him rising up. Maybe not necessarily a top 10 guy. That would be pretty, uh, that'd be pretty amazing for a 24-year-old kid, but I think you'd see him do some things to end the season out. Yeah, um, I'm right there with you. I'm, I'm very high on Casey Mize. Like you said, he's only 24, and he's been rolling. I see this guy next year and the year after becoming like a top 20 pick for pitchers in fantasy. I definitely think he's going to be a top guy going in the future. Oh, yeah. I, lo- I like Casey Mize, too. I unfortunately moved him thinking he was doing good. It's kind of a, I'd say I lost the trade for sure, but I just, I heard that they were going to limit him this year, you know, one of those, uh, because he's still young and, you know, towards the end of the season, that's what some teams like to do, but I don't know if you've heard anything else recently that they're just going to keep letting him go. I mean, they, I feel like any pitcher at his age, they could end up, you know, there's some kind of innings limit. Maybe honestly, I don't know. I I, they, I try they, not like. I I understand you're playing like you want to have guys obviously that are pitch with you at the end of the season, but I kind of troll my guys. If one of my guys is gonna have an innings limit, it's gonna happen. I don't know. I feel yeah. like do in most of the leagues you play in, people follow the news. Like, am I gonna pull it over on somebody? If I had Mize on my team, am I gonna trade him to somebody and they're not gonna know that he has an innings limit? I feel like most of the people will figure that out. Oh, I, I actually usually let people know. Like, hey. Uh, <laughs> right, right. Especially in a dynasty league. I'm like, hey, listen, he's he's kind of be gonna he's going to be limited later on. But, you know, he's like the way he's pitching now, does that matter? Do you want the wins now? And then obviously for next year in our league when it's a dynasty league. But, um, yeah, man, I, I like Mize too. I. I was also a little worried about him just because he wasn't striking that many guys out. He wasn't going that deep into games, but it's like ever since he moved off my team, it's just like six innings, seven innings, seven innings. He still hasn't been <laughs> striking out a ton of people. Yeah. That, that'll come. Yeah, yeah, eventually it will. He, like you said, he's still young. He's 24 years old, man. He's the number one prospect last year or a few years back, right? Number one pitching prospect. Well, he was the number one overall pick, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Probably high up there. Pretty high up there. So <clears throat> I like it. Uh, a guy I could see rising up is Sean Manaya from the Oakland Athletics. Uh, the guy was rolling, of course. Now that I'm saying he could be potentially rising up, he kind of threw a dud against Texas <laughs> today, but. Uh, you know, gave up nine hits, still had six strikeouts. But before that, the guy was rolling. Um, just gave up four earned run in his last 
five games. And going into the season, a lot of people are high on him. He started off uh, slow. He, he's lowered his ERA. He's gone from a 4.40 to a 2.91. So he's got his ERA below a three at this point. He pitches in a big ballpark. So just someone I can see rising up uh, from now until the end of the year is Shamanaya from the A's. Nick, who's your potential riser? My uh, my riser is Trevor Rogers. I think he I, – I can't say he's going to go top ten because the guys that are in the top ten right now are just absolute studs. So it's kind of like – but he's pretty high right now, and he hasn't – I don't know. It's just – I watch this dude pitch a lot and it's great. He doesn't, he's only the first time he's gone over like three runs this year was his last start against nothing. Not his last start last week, start against the blue Jays, which is to be expected. But that was the one I thought it, I was, I, I was just kind of waiting for the blow up all year. Like, all right, he's going to get lit up at some point. He has, he's let up two runs. He's actually, He's, he's got a bit of a walking issue, but I, I think I've realized that he's not necessarily – I think if he gets down an account and his pitch count's rising up a little bit, he's not afraid to walk, guys, if he's got two outs. He'll just let it – he'll kind of just throw some heat, and if it's a walk, he'll just get the next guy out, essentially. He hasn't gone over two runs for as long as I can remember, other than that last start. Guy gets a lot of Ks. He throws hard. He throws. Oh man! Like his page is. I'm looking at his Savant page right now. It's just full of red. 85th percentile. 85th percentile in the ERA. Ex- expected batting average. It's all above the 80th. So this is another one though. He's a young dude, and he's only 23. But there's another late round pick that you could capitalize on. A Freddie Peralta. Obviously not as good. He hasn't cracked the top 10. but uh, And I don't think he will this year. He's another guy that's going to be on an innings limit, so they keep saying. So he might be transferred to like a a bullpen role later on, maybe not go deep into his outings, maybe be a follower like in bullpen games, if you will. I think that should be what what uh, teams start doing if they want to like limit guys' innings. Maybe just start doing the Tampa Bay Rays thing. Anyway, not, not to get off track, but I think Rogers is like it sucks because they all all their pitches are great. Well, most of their pitches, like Alcantara and Zach Thompson's kids, good. I don't know who would be considered an ace. Who would you guys consider the ace on that team? I think Alcantara right now. probably. Alcantara? I would say that, but if, if maybe some people would say playoffs, Lopez. Maybe. Yeah, I agree, Brandon. If they were in the playoffs, I think game one, they'd probably roll Alcantara out there right now. Um, But in a few years, they might have some prospects coming up, which leads us to our next segment, Prospect Watch. Brandon, who you got for us this week for – up-and-coming up prospect. So I got a kid uh, who's just promoted to AAA from AA. So he's playing in St. Paul, Minnesota Twins AAA organization. His name's Jose Miranda. He's been playing third base for them. 
In Double A, he was batting three forty five. He had a five eighty eight slugging percentage. He had fifteen home runs. Um, got called up on Monday. Turned twenty three years old that day. Went five for six with three home runs. Had a hit the following game. He uh, plays all over the infield. He had over in Double A. He had over ten games played at third base, second base, and first base. He's also played shortstop as well. Um, he's only 23 years old. Like I said before, he's got an ETA of 2021. So there's a lot of people that think he could be called up this year. He's never been touted as a really high prospect. He's more of like considered maybe a utility player or something like that. But he's really come on this year with his bat. So, um, yeah, I'd give him a watch and see see what he turns into. Well, you got yeah, I'm right there with you, uh, especially in, with the Twins. They're having a rough year. They were supposed to be a lot better than, than what they've been playing as. It looks like they're going to be sellers uh, over the next few weeks. Right now, their starting third baseman is Josh Donaldson. That's a guy that, you know, you might want to move on from. He's not really going to be a part of your future. So I know this guy just with the call up the AAA, but I'm also seeing that his estimated time of arrival could be uh, this year. So we might be seeing this guy up in the bigs in, in September with, with the Twins, maybe maybe even August. Uh, and, and yeah, he looks, he looks good. So I definitely keep an eye on him. Uh, a guy I'm hoping we might see before August and I'm actually predicting we will see this guy. My prediction is we're going to see Jaron Duran, the Boston Red Sox uniform over the next two weeks. Yeah. That's my, that's my prediction here. So Jaron Duran, um, this guy had a great spring training. He did great in the off season. And so far with the Worcester Red Sox, He's batting 283 this season in AAA with them. 15 home runs, 10 stolen bags. Uh, going into this year, everyone knew about his speed. They knew about him in the outfield. He, uh, he tracked down balls. But coming into this season, all of a sudden, he has some power. So it looks like this guy in the future could be a potential 2020 guy for the Red Sox. 20 home runs, 20 stolen bags, which would be fantastic out there um, to their outfield. Nick, what do you got for us? Anything on Duran, or do you want to get into your uh, prospect? Oh, I, I think you, you forgot to mention that he was trying. I don't know. if Did he qualify for the Olympic team? He, as of right now, he's on the Olympic. Right. He he's on, on the qualifying team. team, yeah. But from what I heard and what I'm seeing is if the Red Sox call him up over the next week or two, uh, I'm pretty sure like he's going to opt out of playing at the right, Olympic. Right. He's got, you know, he's yeah. He's got an American League East division to win, if that's the case. <laughs> uh, with the yeah. Potential World Series. <laughs> Potential World Series. But let's not to get too far ahead of ourselves. we got a tough division. Uh, my guy is also part of the American League East and might give us some troubles in the future. He was just recently promoted to AAA. This dude... Is Shane Baz? 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 I don't know how to Baz. Every Shane time Baz. I've heard it's Baz. So Baz. That's more bad A's. <laughs> anyway, uh he pretty much dominated double A. He just got uh promoted recently. March 16th, I believe. Uh, not March, sorry, way back. Uh June 16th. And uh, in double A, 
he pitched 32 innings, a 13.5 K per nine, 0.55 walk per nine, less than one home run per nine. He's got a 44% ground ball rate, 13% home run to fly ball rate, 240, 80 That was so he pretty much dominated. He just racked up the keys in double A. And then in triple A in his three starts, he's got a 12 per nine, 12 K per nine, one walk, uh, almost two walks per nine. And he still he has a zero home run per nine, so he hasn't given up any home runs in his three starts. So he continued it over. He has a one twenty nine ERA. He's just been progressing, just quick as hell. Well, I don't even know. I don't know how long it's going to take for him to get up here. I'm sure that you know the way Tampa Bay develops their pitchers might be a little bit. I know they just called Patino back up to start tomorrow, but at some point. I could see this guy, this kid coming up, and I don't want to. I know uh, prospects that have come up have kind of struggled mightily, mightily this year, but it, if you watch him out there, he looks like a. It, you know what? He looks like a big dude on the mound. I don't know how big he actually is. He's not. But it, he's like six two. Oh, really? Because no, what I, I mean. Want, I know that's kind of that's big to me. I'm a five seven, <laughs> <laughs> but I watched him out on the mound, and it, it just looked like he was playing a bunch. Like he's a man amongst high schoolers for some reason. Maybe he just looks a lot bigger. That fastball, yeah. No, he hits triple. He hits yeah, triple digits for sure. Miles an hour. Oh my god! Big boy fastball. Slinging, it's a gunslinger out there. I love it. Not gonna love it when he pitches us, but. Pitches against us. But it's a guy to keep your eye on. The Rays, I mean, the pitching's not been great as far as I tell. I haven't really been paying attention to them either. But Rich Hill, other than Rich Hill, who just had a rough start recently. No, Rich, Hill, they, Rich Hill's been getting hit around a lot. Yeah. I mean, who who are their other guys they've been throwing out there? That's just Yarborough. Guys, Yarborough. Waka. Oh, God. Waka. This guy's still a yeah. thing. I don't actually, understand. Patino might have just took his spot in the rotation. No, I think Patino took Fleming. Oh, okay. Fleming oh, that's Fleming. been starting, who's been pretty good, but he just got put on the IL. Okay. Did you say McClan- uh, McClanahan, right? Oh, McClanahan. Too. Oh, McClanahan, too. Though. Oh, another one. Yeah, yeah. quite a few, too. Bringing, bringing Baza by the end of the year, even if it is bullpen help. It could be, right, but he's nasty, so. He's, like you said, he dominated double A. And I think I just saw he was triple A player of the week, like last week. And the guy, the guy is just showing no signs of slowing down. He's just striking everybody out right now. Um, not he's good. Old, if you're he's over matching guys. Guy's 23 and mm-hmm. he looks like he's, he's going to be a power pitcher for, for years to come. So kind of like a Walker Bueller type uh, coming at us soon. Well, that's it for prospects. And it's time now for our last segment, which is Mr. Money in the Bank. Guys, how are your paychecks coming along? Any, any, uh, do we have any good success stories this week is what I'm going to ask you two first. 
because I definitely don't. So I mine's unresolved because yeah, you got to get to be determined. I mean, I don't even know what to do with that one. I say because he's a little, you know, I don't like him. <laughs> Blake Snellman, of course he would do that. You know, I mean, he's just trying to stick it to me for hating on him. I don't know. It's like I'm not going to start today. First, he gets pushed back from the Sunday start, and then he doesn't make the Tuesday start. So now what? What do we what do we do there? Can't really count it as a win or a loss. But you because of that one though, you have two going on at once though, right? Do I just wait for it to happen? Like I don't know. Or is it just kind of no? Well we'll see if going on go ahead, Brandon. I was just gonna say we'll see if he ever starts again. Yeah. (laughs) If he ever starts again in the MLB ever. How's Brendan Rogers doing? Wasn't that your other one? He has uh Actually, are they playing right now? He has one. I said he was going to have four during this home season. He has one. So that'll go to Sunday, I believe. I don't think he has. All right, that game's just starting up against St. Louis. Oh, and Matt's, Matt's, Matt his is also starting tonight because St. Louis oh, is right. in Colorado. Yeah, you said Nolan Arenado is going to hit three home runs. Yeah. Yes. Four games. Yes. So we will yeah, we'll see by that. Sunday. Yep. Other than that, I'm unresolved. I'm still – what show is this? How many F- shows do we seven. have? Seven. So I'm 0 for 5 until 6 and 7 are resolved. Two unresolved. Mm-hmm. Brandon, how you doing? Get another uh, another bounce check. <laughs> oh man, this is brutal. I mean, I, I'm I'm one for one for six so far. You I had what? It, Kyle Tucker. I had three Kyle up. Kyle Tucker. You know, I was thinking about this. I think overall, we're, we we kind of make some bold predictions. We're not going to have great success rate in this. Well, I was thinking that. Yeah. So yeah, some right, of your predictions, right. I'm looking at you like, why? Yeah. Right. Three- Three multi-hit games and six games is obviously multi-hit games, right? I mean, Cal is good, but in the heat of the moment, yeah, it doesn't seem that crazy. Well, it's not. It's not even just that. It's it's the whole point of the segment is to kind of go. Like if you were just picking something easy, then what's the point of doing it? No, you want something obtainable, right? Right. Like we're not we're not going for like the boldest of bold predictions here. We're trying to cash in money in the bank. Right. All right. right. Yeah. So I picked Kyle Tucker. Kyle Tucker, three multi-hit games. He had one in six yeah. games. He faced Detroit and Baltimore. He had a couple other games where he had one hit, but just couldn't put it together for me. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, well, what about you, Tyler? I went with Jonathan Scope having at least two home runs this past week in six games. Uh, he had zero. He's still on. He's still hitting pretty well, though. So it wasn't like he slowed down. Jonathan Scope still having a, a really good year. Uh, I love that the week before my prediction was Trent Grisham was going to have two home runs. And yesterday, Trent Grisham hit a grand slam and another home run. And the game got called in the sixth inning. So we could have had three. But you're a week behind them, Trent. A week behind. Um, this week, I'm going to go back. I'm going to scope didn't get it done. But I'm going to go to his teammate, Tariq Skubal. I'm going to make a prediction. He's facing the White Sox this weekend. The White Sox have probably a top five lineup in the league, but I'm going to go and say Tariq Skubal is going to have at least eight strikeouts 
this weekend against the Chicago White Sox. And you can take that to the bank. I like that. The White Sox strike out a lot, too. Okay. White Sox and K, man. I like that. Brandon, you go next. All right, I'll go go with mine. mine. So I decided to go a little different this week. I've been going starters and hitters, so I decided to go with a relief pitcher. I picked Edwin Diaz from the New York Mets. Um, So he's got the New York Yankees for three. He's got the Milwaukee Brewers for three. My prediction, I'm guessing he's going to make three appearances over that six-game span. So I'm going to go two saves, eight strikeouts, and you can take that to the bank. That's a tough one because you don't know. Uh, you don't know exactly what he's going to throw. It's not like he has you don't a know what he's needed. Up. Right? Yeah. Right. Closes so right. to do so, a prediction for. Yeah, I know. So what was it again, Brandon? I, I so put two, two saves. saves. I, he usually gets three appearances, like over six days. He'll get like three appearances usually. So I'm doing okay. two saves and eight strikeouts. Eight strikeouts. Eight strikeouts. That that, that strikes out that many. Lately, no, he hasn't. He's been getting like one, one every inning. About oh man, that's rough. I, I don't know if eight strikeouts <laughs> and three, and he'd have to like strike out the side. Even like even two, yeah, even in two out of three. You're saying that. you're saying he gets three saves and eight three saves or two, two saves. So Are you sure it, you don't want to? Lo- we'll let you lower that K strike. Even is like so two saves he would have. Yeah, I'm to, not going five. I'll go six. Six two saves right, he'd have to six. get. Four strikeouts in both of those saves. Well, I think he's going to pitch three times, though. He usually pitches three times in six days. I'm just uh, saying okay. one of them might not be a safe situation. Yeah. They might be up by four or something like that. Uh, yeah, okay. Three yeah. appearances. If you went eight Ks, he literally would have to strike out to the side in two games and then two out of three in the last. Like, that's – I like the six Ks. I like – yeah. Yeah, six Ks is – that's still pretty hard to do. You would need two, two out of three – like each game, which is good. Right. All right, Nick. All right. Ozzy Albies. He's uh he's hot as a pistol. Scorching. Gotta dip my hand in some ice. Next week, I say Ozzy Albies. Or actually from now until then, has two home runs, two stolen bases. In two multi-hit games. From now until Thursday. How's he been stealing so far this year? He's been running a lot. He's uh, lately, yeah. He's got eleven saves. He's eleven saves. Eleven steals on the season, actually. So he's been stealing a little more lately. He's been attempting. He got caught once yesterday, and he made another one. Like, or actually, did he get two days today? First time he got on base, he tried to steal and got caught. And then next time he got on base, he stole. Hey, the only way you can get him is if he's running. Who cares? Yeah, if he's yeah exactly. So, right. two. No, I like it. I like it. Two homers, two stolen bases, two multi hit games. Ozzy Albies. You can take that to the bank. I was waiting for you to say. <laughs> Yeah, stay uh, stay tuned, listeners. Make sure you're uh, tuning in next week, and we will update you. <laughs> My Money in the Bank prediction, I already gave you it, but I'm going with another one that at least one of us are going to hit next week. We, <laughs> oh, Money in the Bank prediction. We're hitting oh, on them. That, that, hey, 
in our rate, that's the under. Are we doing a reliever pitching diet, like a deep dive episode? Is that what we're doing next? Oh, absolutely. We are. Rolling with the relievers? Yeah, yeah. We can. I, I've had my eyes on quite a few relievers still available in our league. So, I mean. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to be top. our last position. Deep yeah. Then we have one to, more position to go. We're going to have to move we're on to other we're things. We're going to move on. We're going to retire the segment next week. Mm-hmm. That's what we're going to do. It's going to yeah. more positional deep dive. Um, yeah. And then we got next week. And then the week after that, we got the uh, all-star game coming up. So we're going to have the all-star break mixed in there. So maybe uh, uh, my mm. bank prediction next week <laughs> might be something to do with the all-star game with the home run derby for you. Give, like me a, give me a little sneak peek into episode eight, you listeners. Hell yeah. I like that. Got a little Pedro Martinez striking out like five guys in two innings or something like that. Yeah, that, that sounds more like your Edwin Diaz money in the bank. Hey. You got, he hey, had man. the guys and all of a sudden Edwin Diaz <laughs> has to turn into Pedro 99 on us to get that one. Yeah, he can do it. My boy Edwin. He, he does. He, <laughs> he does. Get walk is all those guys. He can do it. Yeah. No, Edwin Diaz probably does have one of the highest K per nines in the league. I would say that guy. He, I've seen him check out the side a lot of times, but guys, Happy July, man. Let's, let's keep uh, this season rolling. Had a good time recording with you both. Do we have any any final words for the uh, Grand Slam Fantasy Sports Podcast faithful out there? Enjoy, enjoy your weekends. Yeah. Be, be good. And if you can't be good, be careful. Be, good at be safe. Oh, Happy 4th. <laughs> Happy 4th. I like that message. Be safe out there, you all. Have fun. Enjoy your weekend. But most importantly, like you said, be good or be good at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for Tyler St. Jean and Nick Frazier, Brandon Duff, thank you all for tuning in to Grand Slam Fantasy Sports Podcast.